today we are going a little spooky, mm. a little mysterious, and we are talking the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. Okay, so was, uh, I'm interested. <laughs> Bermuda Triangle I've always found interesting, but I don't know a ton about it. Yeah, so I didn't know a ton about it either. I just knew, ooh, there's something going on there. Don't go there, basically. Right. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was laying in bed one night, um, and I told my girlfriend, I said, I want to do something that's mysterious. And she goes, well, I've always been interested in the Bermuda Triangle. And I was like, say less. There we go. <laughs> so this one is for her because I know she's going to be excited. Um, I hope I do it justice. You will. So, yeah, let's get into this because... Um, by the way, like, there's so much information. There's podcasts and documentaries and books and just so much information on the Bermuda Triangle. What's, there's no way I would be able to tell all of it. What's kind of crazy, too, is I feel like it's been around since before we were even born that people yeah. talked about it to the point now where I don't even know if, if newer listeners are going to know what it is mm -hmm. um, at a certain age because... I don't know. It, it's been talked about quite a bit to the point where I wonder if it's still talked about as much as it was when we were younger. Right. Well, um, it is a very old case. Um, and it's something that gained a lot of traction back in the day. Then it got less over the years. Um, and we'll talk about that actually as we go. So right. let's dive in. Um, so, the Bermuda Triangle is a piece of the Atlantic Ocean that is between Miami, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. Hence, triangle. Yes. Um, <laughs> this part of the water and the sky above has created some weird occurrences and disappearances. The first known, documented, and discussed is back when Christopher Columbus made his first grand voyage to discover the new world <laughs> you <laughs> now, know that place that was totally uninhabited and uh right that right. he should have just left alone <laughs> sorry did i say that yeah you did um whoops um uh, but i'm here so i guess <laughs> thanks <laughs> i guess we could have been born in england right <laughs> or germany or wherever we're you know whatever our mixture would have put us at right so, now get this. Um, he is on his voyage, right? And he reports in his journal, which has become super famous, but um, he reported that there's a flame of, like, a little piece of fire crashing into the sea, and then this strange light in the distance a few weeks later. Um, Columbus described the light as a small wax candle that rose and lifted up, which for a few seconds seemed to be an indication of land. But he also noted that the sea rose without any wind whatsoever, which shocked them all because on the eve of discovering the new world, um, the light levitated onto the horizon and then rose up to the sky. 
what exactly was he on? <laughs> I mean, for real, like what? Um, it sounds like he was uh, he discovered something else when he discovered the new world. Right, um, he was trip trip tripping away. Yeah. Um, um, what's interesting to me is scientists were like, "Yeah, that's a meteor." And I'm like, wait, what? I kind of thought meter and volcano, too, were the right. two things I thought. And then I also thought if he was just, like, going crazy and it was the sun. Yeah, <laughs> or, I mean, I don't... Another boat, but, I mean, Christopher Columbus was the first, so I'm like... First in quotation on. marks. Right, and, I don't know. I don't know. But that's what he said um, in those words, I guess. Right. So, also, then this is what got me the most, is this is one of the few places in the entire Earth that is true north, or that the magnetic magnetic north lines up. So, that messes with compasses, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. So, I trip, trip, tripped away on this. I was like, <laughs> what does that mean? And I'll, like, talk about it later. But, like, it... it I was like, oh, why? How? Yeah. What? What? I don't. I don't <laughs> understand it either. I was never great with that stuff. I know all of this is very sciencey, like and I am not the one. It's geology, I, geography, geology is study of rocks. I'm pretty sure that's how bad I am with it. <laughs> geology, ge- geography, I don't geometry. Know. I don't know. Geometry. There's triangles. <laughs> but I don't know if it's isosceles or obtuse. I don't know. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Magnetic levels, compasses, and true north is a big discussion when it comes to the Bermuda Triangle, so keep that in mind. So let's get into these disappearances and these these weird things, right? So in 1881, a ship making its way to New York City, um, basically people on board say that they encountered a ghost ship with nobody on board. So when they, like... So we don't have like the exact reports or anything, but as the story goes, some of the crew from the ship decided to go aboard the ghost ship to explore, but then a storm came and they got separated. But when they came back together, those passengers were gone. Just poof. Disappeared. Maybe they found a ghost ship too. That's (laughs) weird. Yep. So now let's fast forward to the 20th century when things become... Um, a little bit more documented, I guess. Um, people started taking note in March 1918 when a very large cargo ship called the USS Cyclops sank. This was one of the greatest mysteries out there because the ship was 542 feet long and carried 300 men. However, no distress signal was ever sent. And even more creepy, the ship was never, ever found again. And no wreckage. It just disappeared. Well, and also the timeline was interesting to me there because uh, I think the Titanic was around then. I don't remember exactly what year the Titanic was, but I I felt like it was around that time. Yeah. And so for two big ships to sink Mm -hmm. in fairly close time. Right. Now, people are like, did the boat just get lost and sink somewhere between Barbados and the Chesapeake Bay? I mean, that's probable. But but why and how and... How have we not found it? Right, how have we not found it? Because it's not like... I mean, that's over 100 years. Our technology has gotten a lot better. And we found some wreckage, but some of these have just poof. Right. 
Um, so eerily similar in 1941, a sister ship of the Cyclops vanished in the same area. No wreckage, no nothing, disappeared. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like if I'm, if I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Like as I, I don't exactly know in boating what a sister ship is, but <laughs> I'm not going where the other ship disappeared. <laughs> if I'm the sister ship, exactly. Um, so after this, people started to take note. They were like, all right, what's going on? Yeah, right? it's weird. A pattern began to form. Many ships and planes started to go down in this area. Then, in December 1945, Flight 19 went down. This is one of the biggest mysteries and points of contention for people that believe there is something more eerie in this area. Now, when I heard Flight 19 went down, I thought this was one one airplane, right? That sounded like that to me. Right. No. No. Flight 19 was five Navy bombers carrying 14 men that left Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They were out there to basically practice bombing runs. So they were to go to one area and then come back to Fort Lauderdale. There wasn't like anything they were doing. It was just... So a flight can refer to multiple planes, apparently, I guess. that's going in the same pattern, I guess. Yes. Right. They're all flying together. Huh. So I, that's, I learned something new. Right. And I... I was like, okay, so one plane went down. Right. No, it was five bombers. Right, which is, is weird because, <laughs> right. you know, I'm guessing, again, no distress signal or anything. Nope. So, somewhere... You think one of them would. Right. Somewhere in this mission, their compass started malfunctioning, and the leader of fight Flight 19 got very lost, apparently. All five planes flew aimlessly until they ran low on fuel and were forced to ditch in the sea. We don't know that this is exactly what happened, because they just assume, because they were never recovered. Man. The Navy stuck to the story that the planes could have exploded shortly after takeoff and then crashed into the ocean. The same day... That makes no sense to me, because like if they... If they did that shortly after takeoff, it should be easy to find. They right. wouldn't have gone that far. Yeah. And there would have been wreckage. Right. Um, the same day, a rescue plane that was looking for them and its 13-man crew disappeared. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm saying nope to that mission. <laughs> I'm like going where <laughs> five planes you. just disappeared. <laughs> um so since 1930, more than 325 planes and more than 1,200 ships have disappeared, crashed or sank into the Bermuda Triangle. So this is, they all either disappeared, crashed, or sank, right? Which is roughly the size of Alaska. So this area isn't that big. Well, I don't know. Alaska is big, yeah, but like you're thinking. It's biggest state, but yeah, it's not. You're thinking a whole ocean. Out of the ocean, yeah. Right. Not a little part. Right. And it's it seems like it would be a pretty <clears throat> traveled area because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think there's a lot of, um, like, I don't know about the Bahamas, but I know there's a lot of uh, Puerto Rico to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of that. So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like there should be a lot of things that travel across that. Mm -hmm. Stretch of ocean. Right. So, though the exact number is not really known, at least 50 ships and 20 airplanes have fully just disappeared into the triangle. Um, often without a trace. So, like, 
just nothing. Yep, never found to yep. this point. Um, deep sea divers have uncovered countless ships and wreckage in the ocean in this triangle, but some, those 50 and those 20, have just completely disappeared. We have no idea where they are. No wreckage, no nothing. Um, so, I think people get so curious because this this place is just so small. Right. I mean, mileage-wise to us, it's small, but, like, a lot happens here, so we're, like, that doesn't compute in our brains. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm curious, um, and I, you might not have come across this in the, your research, but I'm curious how deep the ocean is there, because I know there's some really deep parts of the ocean that we haven't explored, so maybe, maybe it's just really deep there, and that's why we haven't found some of the wreckage, but mm-hmm. um, I just to me, I'm like, we have all of this technology and all this underwater technology. Like, you, you would think that we would know everything we have found everything right in 1974 a man named charles burlitz wrote a book about the bermuda triangle and he does not hold back on his wild theories okay (laughs) aliens we're talking crazier than that (laughs) um (laughs) and it had everyone talking this was when the bermuda triangle was like at its peak Right. right So, the biggest thing he notes in the book is that he believes that the um, area or the underwater city of Atlantis is in the Bermuda Triangle um, and that there's ancient civilizations down there. Um, he goes deep into those theories and that also there is energy from these cities that are somehow mixed with crystals that were left behind there. And so that is sucking down everything that it touches. Um, But he also talks about how aliens are coming to save humanity through wormholes and space-time continuums down in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, They're saving humanity by sinking planes and ships. (laughs) And... And the, the the crystals thing, I mean, like, this this guy is now sounding like the father of the crystals we know today, that <laughs> you have a crystal for, I, I don't understand how crystals work, but I know people believe in them, and if that's your thing, you do you, I just, it's just not, I don't understand it, but right. some people do. Yep. So, there's way more in this book as well, and um, it's a lot for my little podcast to <laughs> try to figure out. Go read the 1947 book. <laughs> right. Go go do your thing. Go off. I mean, he made a lot of money. He sold a lot of copies. I mean, millions worldwide have read this. It's been translated in other languages. People believe this stuff. I mean, it, there is. I don't know about all those things he wrote about, but it's so crazy that many ships going missing that people are going to believe crazy things. Yep. Um, and I mean, it's a theory, right? We don't, it's, it's theory like any other theory. However, there's no backing scientific evidence for it. So it's just a theory. You might as well have written a fiction book about true events. Right. And I mean, anybody could write a book and make a lot of money. Um, so I say that as I write podcasts. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, wait, anybody? (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So... Um, you know, I love to dive into the paranormal, um, and I love to believe that aliens exist in this underwater civilization, under, 
under all of us and that they're gonna that's where jason momoa lives <laughs> right <laughs> is he's he, an alien is he aquaman or something <laughs> i don't know i don't watch that one okay so i want to believe in the mysterious but there is no proof to a lot of the theories um behind the bermuda triangle i mean there are crazy conspiracy theories of aliens and ghosts and massive water phenomenons but what is the real truth? Because I'm sure it's not as interesting as we think. Probably not. Right. So let's go back to Columbus and the compasses, right? A lot of scientists believe that the Bermuda Triangle is a disturbance in geomagnetism. It's it's May the 4th. I really thought you were going to say disturbance in the force. <laughs> I'm nerdy. Leave me alone. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. Right. Right. Um, so I trying to understand geomagnetism and magnetic fields and all of that. I'm like, I am not smart enough. In my brain, that. I just picture the compass spinning. Is yeah, that's what I you mean, always that's see. Basically, on, what you see. Yeah, that's what you always see on TV when they do movies where people get lost like that. Is you just see the mm -hmm. the compass not knowing where to point, and then you no longer know where north is or whatever. Right. And then it breaks, and the guy looks at each other and goes. I think we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly, that's exactly how it goes. And I mean, you'd think they would be like, okay, the sun comes up this direction or something. I don't know. You would think they're not fully relying on compasses, but I don't know. Right. I've never sailed. Um, so I looked into this one because my thought was, why is there just disturbances here? Like, right. that's my no thing. no other... Uh, they're just places that would have disturbances. Right. I guess there's two places. Um, there's one in the Bermuda Triangle, and then there's one in India somewhere. So I actually was going to say, I'd heard something about there being a place by India where there's a lot of shipwrecks, too. So that mm -hmm. that's interesting. It must be a similar right. situation. Because the theory is that these planes and these ships are getting their compass and their navigation thrown off by these geomagnetic tism forces <laughs> the force <laughs> the force and then they're getting lost they're getting lost running out of fuel yes. running out of and then they just crash right um so the basic of what i read was that there's places with high iron um in the water that can sway magnetic readings i guess pilots in certain areas are warned of this like there are certain areas where it's like, okay, your readings can be a little bit off, which I had no idea. Um, but these are all over, like New Mexico, northern Minnesota, also Lake Superior, which there's something going on there too, but that's a whole nother, <laughs> I whole don't nother know. podcast. I don't even know what you're getting into, so that'll be new to me too. <laughs> there, that, that place is, whew. Um, but <laughs> there is so small of iron that scientists are like that's not gonna affect a plane or a boat anyway right like it may throw you off a little bit but it's not gonna make you perish it's not right. gonna make you not know where you are um so all of this is like pretty much a mute point right like well then how is the bermuda triangle doing it um the, it's technically not <laughs> Um, the Navy has conducted tests on the Bermuda Triangle area to check if there is magnetic disturbances. Now, their their excuse for this was that they're checking everywhere, not just Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, so of course our Navy would provoke the Bermuda Triangle 
and possibly aliens. Right. <laughs> in the, you know, 2020s where we've already had an epidemic, pandemic. Right. Um, and the findings are pretty clear. There's no magnetic disturbance in the Bermuda Triangle area. Like, whatsoever. Weird. So, that, that logical reason for them getting lost apparently is not even a thing. Hmm. And also, that's if you trust what your government is telling you, <laughs> which some people do, some people don't. Just saying. Right. It's, uh, yeah. So. It's, it's seeming, seeming to, yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Right. Like, that's, I read this and I was like, okay, that's going to be the logical thing. It's just that our, the magnetism is off, which I don't know why. I tried to figure it out. I'm too stupid to learn. <laughs> no. Um, some of this. So, it's like. My, I would just chalk it up to that, right? My my theories were around, um, like, wind and things like that. Because I know very little about this, but I apparently was awake for this day in history class. Um, that, like, when ships used to sail back when they were, like, actual sailboats with sails on them and not propellers, that there were, there were certain sections of ocean that you would get into like the trade winds that would actually move your ship because there was a wind pattern that consistently blew there and so i wondered if maybe there was something weird going on with the wind in the area somehow and then causing planes to crash whatever but I don't know. That seems like that would be something that, like, one of the first places they would check. Like, ah, is it, is it really windy here? <laughs> Maybe that's a problem. Hey, just I feel like Nate be really Bargazzi, windy. I feel like Nate Bargazzi trying to describe this. <laughs> right. So, also, scientists believed that maybe it's methane blowouts. Now, this was a whole other thing. So, that... cow farts. That's <laughs> yes, what, that's what methane is. Farts. Yeah. Uh, sea cow farts. <laughs> So, blowouts of methane gas. See cow, God, see cow blowouts. <laughs> um, oh, I can't concentrate. <laughs> They're basically these massive dome-like features that are on the seabed, um, and they blow out methane. <laughs> <laughs> they basically fart underwater. Okay. This phenomenon so is true, and there's this explosion that sucks water in so like almost like whirlpool vortex yes. kind of thing yes which that's a great theory um but what about the planes <laughs> right unless it like pulls so hard that like pulls them in somehow right which is poof. yeah um so then people are like okay hurricanes or weather disturbances like that's easily explainable right so this area has a lot of hurricanes. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I know that um, like Puerto Rico gets hit a lot, I feel like. Yes, and they have like m massive waves right. produced from them. Waves that can reach up to 100 feet. Wow. Um, this could easily destroy ships, um, and there would be signs of wreckage. So, eh. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, well, what about the planes, though? Right. So the only thing would be the hurricanes if it if that affected the planes. But the the way that we and I know back in the 40s we didn't do this, but the way we do now with hurricanes, we know when a hurricane is going to form, and we know like two weeks in advance where kind of ish where a hurricane is going to hit mm -hmm. and when. Right. 
Um, which is another interesting fact. Like, we've heard less about the Bermuda Triangle in the last decade or so. You mean we got smart and just stayed away from it? <laughs> I think partly, yes. I think that we've had a lot going on. Right. We're just not talking about it. Like, it's still happening. But it's like, still happening, but like... It's just not top on our list You know, anymore. we have a global pandemic going right. on and... You know, just a lot going on. Just a lot so. of crazy people. There's Trump. It just, there's a lot. <laughs> right. It's just a lot for us. Um, and I think it's it's either less frequent or less reported, um, but probably less frequent is honestly the truth. Yeah. I think maybe our technology has gotten better. At uh, yeah, I wondered about that too because I was sitting there thinking now we have GPS mm -hmm. and GPS goes off of satellites now. So, I mean, we've also traveled the same thing so many times. Right. That we know kind of how to get back to areas. Yeah, it's almost like that, like road that like they're like oh everybody gets in a wreck on this road but mm -hmm. then when you're when you live there you're like i know what the road does like i'm not gonna get a wreck because i know that's how it works right uh, we've also grown a little bit in population so it's not like i mean planes go down and we're like okay that's a fraction so less of our population than it used to be well for a while we had almost no plane crashes too yeah like we we went through a, a big stretch of not having any plane crashes right so after all of my research and after f figuring out like and, and being interested because i'm like whoa all of these things are happening like there's has to be something you know my curious mind is like yes there has to be something going on, right? But I think the easiest and the most reliable and the most scientific explanation for all of this is just it's an area that has accidents just like anybody else. Um, compared to a lot of other dangerous seas, like this casualty list is unimpressive at best. Like it's not really that much but like you said it's the reason why people fixate on it is it's so many in such a small mileage wise mm -hmm. area um it's it's kind of like um uh like like how they i don't know i don't know what the actual term for this is but like just like the density of of it happening yeah um, I mean, we lose planes and ships pretty much every day. Crashes are inevitable. Um, it, it's strange, not gonna lie. I think it was more frequent back in the day just because, I mean, we don't know. We, we barely started flying yeah. early, you know. like Right. And we don't know what happened then, but I don't think it's happening like that now. I mean, yeah. I looked up Bermuda Triangle on YouTube, and it's like all of these YouTubers that are like, I survived the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> so they're like, just out. <laughs> I feel like that, that's a <laughs> these show. These famous YouTubers are just out in like floaties, just chilling in the Bermuda Triangle. No, I'm just picturing Jake Paul out there. Just... I think... He, he was probably, probably one was of because them. he I think he lives in like Puerto Rico or, or yeah. Cuba or something somewhere. Um, Mr. Beast was one of them. Well, Mr. Beast has enough money to, <laughs> to actually fly planes out there and lose them on purpose. Right. I lost the plane in the Bermuda Triangle on purpose. He has cookies now. I saw Mr. Beast cookies in the store the other day. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on Mr. Beast though, because he does a lot of good yeah. philanthropy things. So I, I buy Mr. Beast cookies, yeah. um, and probably try not to eat them because they're probably <laughs> unhealthy. Right. 
But after all of my research, I, I don't know what's going on in the Bermuda Triangle, just like no one else knows what's going on in the so, Bermuda Triangle. So I got I got a couple couple questions for you. Okay. Uh, one, let's do what we think the most likely theory is at okay. this point. What what would you think is your most likely what's happening? I think weather. What likes just storms and I think wind. storms. I mean, I'd love to believe that there are aliens there. <laughs> I'd love to believe that. But I think it's probably weather disturbances and just people crashing. So you believe there's aliens at Area 51 then? Yes. Okay, so it's <laughs> it's the area that you're not as sure about, but aliens here. <laughs> just making sure. Aliens, you're like, I, I'm pretty sure I know where they are and they're not there. <laughs> I am in constant contact, okay? <laughs> if they were there, they've moved because everybody's talking about them. Uh, well, that's a good right? point. I mean, they're... They're not at Area 51 higher. currently because Cause we, we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, people were getting ready to storm the gates not that long ago. <laughs> yes. Um, they're in the White House. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Underground tunnels or something. I don't know. Right. They're... Uh, yeah, some space station. I don't know. Um, for me, I think... I do think it's kind of like you said, weather. I, I think, I feel like wind makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, that can cause like the waves and that can, you know, probably, I'm sure, blow ships off course, blow planes off course, um, make it hard to find them. I don't know. For me, it, it seems like it's probably something like the wind. Um, I don't know. It could also, could also just be something weird in terms of like the the water too like i don't know what causes waves like that Currents. yeah like maybe something with how the ocean floor is or something just causes big waves or doesn't really make sense on the planes but um so that was one question uh the other question i had is you kind of touched on it a little bit uh with the youtubers we are technically youtubers would you ever <laughs> explore the bermuda triangle would you ever go on an expedition to try to figure out what's happening? Yeah. You would? <laughs> yeah, I would. Take my life. Would you? Take uh, my money. Would you, what would you be your preferred plane or boat? You're, you're not going to know what it is by plane. you got to get in that you ocean, really baby. you like got to be in there. Your boat or a submarine? Do you want to be underwater? Yeah, I want to be exploring it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not touching the plane i don't think in the bermuda triangle i don't know why i just don't feel i feel like that's the least safe of all the options for some reason the plane yeah i don't know why it just seems there was a lot of planes that went down i mean five going down in the same flight that's weird like what did they mm -hmm. just all fly into each other like they just all mm -hmm. lost their mind i don't there you go they're all possessed by aliens at the same time yep. these aliens don't possess what those crystals it's the crystals, yeah. <laughs> it's the lost city of Atlantis yep. that we still haven't found. I mean, it is fascinating. All of this stuff, like it, no, it, it everything really is. that I like brought up, Christopher Columbus to, you know, those slider jets, those I think bombers going down. Christopher Columbus was on something though. That that yeah. sounded like he was. Sounded like he had a little peyote with the uh, indigenous people <laughs> that he found in the New World. Right. Who knows? 
But it's fascinating, and people are going to still be talking about it and wondering what's going on. And I, I hope someday that's one we can get an answer to, because, like you said, technology has come a long way. So, mm-hmm. And we have the Navy exploring it, things like that. You know, I even saw a post the other day. I don't know if this was a Bermuda Triangle ship or not, but I saw they were like, we've we found the wreckage of a ship that's been lost for for decades and then it was like underneath it it had the little twitter um like thing that was like this actually isn't true this is a picture from a uh, ship that people that was actually placed there by man for divers to um you know like um not in, the, not in the bermuda triangle but in like the ocean for divers to just explore like as part of their um, diving expedition, like just for oh. tourists. Oh wow! So like, it wasn't even a ship that would have been lost in the Bermuda Triangle. It was just some random ship that they literally put there on purpose, and the internet started believing for just a little bit that they found one of the Bermuda Triangle ships. Fake news. Yeah, like they that stuff's getting you know getting passed around so much that everybody's starting to be like, "Ah, oh, did you see that?" And then it. <laughs> You get, it's like this word of mouth where it's like, oh yeah, they found a ship. And then like scientists are sitting there going, it's literally just, we, we put it there. <laughs> Come on. Come on guys. Uh, you know, scientists nowadays are like, they just facepalm every day. Man. They facepalm yeah. every day. They're like, no, that's not how it works. 5G does not. No, no, <laughs> Well, I would like to know what everyone else thinks. I want to know what you guys think is going on in the Bermuda Triangle. And I, I want to know what you guys think of this episode because it, it was kind of fun doing an episode where we... I mean, yes, people died in this episode, but it was so long ago that we're, you know, we can actually be a little more lighthearted about it. So mm-hmm. it, we had a little more fun with it. Uh, yeah. I'm curious if you guys kind of like things like that too where we can be a little more light yep i needed a break <laughs> I, we, I we covered some heavy stuff and yeah. she was deep in the research on all of it mm-hmm. i might start doing some of these because i really like that stuff it's very interesting to me the so here's a little fun fact for those of you who haven't been with us this whole time this wasn't the original name of the channel code 187 it was dark enigmas dark enigmas because she liked a lot of cases like this and a lot of things like this that were spooky haunting things like that and when you started that channel that was back when you're like in the hundred subscribers like Mm -hmm. over a year ago probably so almost two probably that's where that's where this channel originally came from and stuff like this so if you like it I, i know she would love to to cover more of them my second video was aliens and the new coverage of the aliens. And most of our arguments are over ghosts and aliens. <laughs> right. Uh, like, we'll watch, uh, we we used to watch, uh, what was that called? The the Osbournes, mm. the Osbournes Want to Believe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I love and, that show. And it's literally what it sounds like. Jack Osborne's trying to convince Ozzy and Sharon, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy and Sharon that ghosts are real, things like that. And... We would sit there and watch it, and she would be like, that one looks real to me. And I would be like, you literally do that with, like, a string, probably, <laughs> is my guess. Like, I'd be sitting there trying to figure out, but then there'd be some that I just couldn't explain. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, I, 
I don't, my, my logical brain can't figure out how that could have happened without it being paranormal. We should do a debate. Like, we should literally, like, write, you're on one side, I'm on the other, of, like, either ghosts don't exist or aliens don't exist, and yeah, we should just bring it's it. it's, like, taste buds, but, like, yeah. <laughs> paranormal, so we're just, like, ghost buds or something. <laughs> right. We should. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure we could. It's interesting, though, because on this one, I was like, yeah, that, we're gonna have to, there's nothing going on, and you're like, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to come up with, like the chance that they do mm-hmm. <laughs> so that way there's no hard feelings <laughs> right but i want to know what you guys think i want to know if you guys believe in the bermuda triangle um or know more than i do i'm sure you do um and also like just your opinions on this episode and how the channel is doing um please give me some feedback i love it um, I love all your comments and things. Um, people are starting to watch the old episodes, which this is awesome. Which is really cool. I'm getting a lot of like stuff from way back in the day, and I'll look at a comment and I'm like, I don't even remember doing that video. <laughs> well, it's cool though too because you can kind of see how far you've come. Because like, mm-hmm. she has gotten really good at editing and really good at format of these things and they don't happen with one episode it just it builds over time and it just gets you know more polished as we go so um i mean even you go back far enough i'm not i don't co-host it with her she had Mm -hmm. a different co-host so you find pieces of that too right so um thank you guys for joining us on our crazy little spooky mysterious journey and we'll be back probably with true crime next time Maybe. Maybe. We'll see you later. Peace. Hi guys, I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out, help us grow. Um, You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, Tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, And of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.